Welcome back to Sexuality, a podcast that examines queer content in media. I'm your host, Lisa, and this episode is the second part of a two-parter episode in which uh, my friend Dana and I examine uh, queerness in the Thor franchise. So if you haven't listened to the first episode, go back and listen to that one, and then you can catch up on this one. In the first episode, we examined... Uh, a bit about the movie in general and then a little bit about anti-colonialism as represented in the movie and in this episode we talk about the characters, um, their sexualities, their genders and their ships in more depth. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we did recording it. It was so much fun. Um, We might have some more things in store for you soon. Um, in, yeah, so stay tuned. Okay, so, uh, let's talk about Valkyrie in mm-hmm. particular. So we've said that both Tessa and Taika, are uh, agreed that she's a queer woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tessa has said in a tweet, she said, she's bi, and yes, she cares very little about what men think of her. What a joy oh. to play. Oh my god. How about Tessa Thompson and Brie Larson, though, just sending each other fan art? Of Val and Carol. Have you heard about this? No! Yeah, okay, so it started when, like, a fan put something up, and I think it was uh, oh, Brie it Larson. Was, yeah. Brie Larson sent it to Tessa. It was like, hey, look at this. It's amazing. And then they've just been sending each other fan art back and forth, really publicly, of, like, yeah, a queer Carol and a, and a bi Val. Like, and it's so good. And I'm like, I'm I'm gonna, like, die if that's what they do in Endgame, because I'll be I'm so happy. I'm gonna lose my shit. I'll be so happy, but... I will be so happy. But I yeah I don't know how they're gonna bring forth a character um, that without it seeming really like, like heel face turn haha <laughs> yeah it's like they can either do it like a throwaway line mm. or they can have them being specifically like kissing another person of the same gender or or being like I'm actually you know mm. trans or um, yeah I don't know. It's going to be, I just... Or, like, have one of the original, like, the, the already, the, the cast that they already have. So they can introduce a new character, or they can have the cast that they already have, like, two of them would express whatever. Yeah. We'll see. And, like, I've got a couple other theories, but it all depends on whether they bring everybody back. Um, I, I am, like, losing my shit about that, because when it happened in the theatre, I was like, oh, they'll just bring them back. But as time has gone on, I'm like, what if they, they don't, don't bring them back? <laughs> they have Bye. to because all this Sebastian Sands signed up for like nine movies. Okay, but no, do, do you know that like they're doing Winter Soldier is getting some TV episodes? Yeah. And um, and I'm with Falcon, right? Yeah, and with Falcon. And I'm wondering if that will count because instead of like, it just means they have to be billable and on screen. It doesn't yep. necessarily stipulate that it has to be a film. So they go. Like, ball my fucking eyes. And considering out. Bucky and Falcon both got dusted, like maybe they just ended up in an alternate universe where they this you know that if, if Bucky together. is actually dead, Steve is gonna kill himself. Yeah, like he cannot live without Bucky. Yeah, he, he won't be okay. He like was barely living when he thought Bucky died the first time, and he was pretty. He was very suicidal. He was pretty miserable in 
the new world when he was confused and had no one he understood or got along with. And even when Bucky, like, he found out Bucky was alive, he was still, like, his main purpose was to get Bucky back. Yeah. And he was, like, losing hope that that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> for, we'll more, for more of Lisa's mental breakdown. See an episode that she's going to do without yeah, see, me. She, see an episode that I will do in the future at some point with someone who is... Who I don't know. Who I don't know who they are. And Dana is very salty that it's not going to be her. (laughs) Assuming that I don't love Winter Soldier because I don't love... Because Ragnarok's my favourite. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, I need to find someone who is, like, Cap is their number one. Well, okay. As a Thor fan, I feel very much like my boy's in space half the time. (laughs) Cap's my favourite on Earth. That's fair. That's fair. Cap is a very good Earth favourite. I love, like... Thor and Cap's rapport, and they should have more of it in the movies, and they never do. What rapport have they had? They're just, like, really wholesome battle bros. Like, they've got each other's back, and Thor just treats Steve like another one of the Warriors 3, and Aww. and Steve treats Thor like one of his Helen Commandos. Aww. And it's real cute. And that is so cute. And, and Steve's like, thank fuck, someone who's not going to die on me, because he's, like, <laughs> immortal. God. <laughs> And, and and Thor is like an honorary Asgardian yeah. pretty much. Like that's their whole thing. Aww. He gives him alcohol that's only designed for people who are from Asgard. But Steve can't even get drunk. I, that does was he, the closest. Does he get drunk on that? I think that's the closest he that's could get. so funny. Yeah. Oh god, I love Thor. Thank you. So do I. And I love <laughs> Steve best. too. Good. You should. The blonde Labradors. Mm. Are they? I don't know. <laughs> One They're of them is a very depressed Labrador. <laughs> very, like, suicidal Labrador. Oh, no. Um, okay, so getting back to Valkyrie. Sorry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we just completely glossed over we can the cut, only woman. Cut and paste that somewhere else. No, sorry. I love Valkyrie. She I love Valkyrie. She's spectacular. She's awesome. I love her. Um, um, that part where she, like, humps the gun uh, to get it into place. Like, that was a reawakening for me. Like, I already mm. knew I was queer, but that was that was just, like... That was... Oh, was it Lordy. 2017 that that came out? I believe. Because I only found out I'm a lesbian, or I only started identifying as a lesbian last year. Yeah, it was 2017. <laughs> Because it was, I just graduated. So that should have solidified Oh, you know, I remember days. I had my last uni assignment due mm. the day after it, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to Ragnarok anyway the night it comes out. Mm. Mm. Yay! I'm so glad we get to talk about Marvel, because I'm like, losing my mind having no one to talk about Marvel with. You're welcome. Um, no, um, absolutely, uh, that was such a good scene. The, the strap-on metaphor is <laughs> Who loves to get pegged? Bringing it back. Thor. Who loves to do the pegging? Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Bringing it back to... <laughs> no, she is the best. I couldn't be happier. I love that she got such a main role and she got, like, on equal footing. Yeah, absolutely. With... And she also gets that awesome battle sequence where she's... The, the orgy ship is exploding behind her and she's like strutting down the rainbow bridge and um, so yeah. she always gets that like awesome thing and then to to counteract like Thor's um, like yeah. lightning um, moment ze- Zeppelin oh yes immigrant song yep <laughs> um, yeah she's spectacular she's a good character like I said, my only gripe that I wish she had a name. Yes. And I wish it was more clear that which character she was like linked to in the comics. Yeah. 
whether she is Brunhild or whether she is a new Valkyrie. Especially because now, like I said before, when the MCU characters get really popularised, they often get put into the comics. This interpretation of Valkyrie is now a new character design Mm -hmm. in a comic. Um, And yes, is queer in those comics. Mm -hmm. But yeah, everyone's still like scratching their head around. But does she have any connection to the old Valkyries before? Yeah. And that would be great just for history and writing sake. And it would be great for, you know, more clarity and clarification. Yeah, that that is really important because it's like the same as um, having queer representation. Like we need female representation. And it's like, yeah. you can't just be a woman who takes up a helmet, shakes out her hair. And then she can kick a door open and it's like, oh, look, I can kick too. <laughs> and luckily they tend to avoid that with Val. I love yeah. her. She's very grand. I like that she's the, the Han Solo type who's very reluctant. and I like don't care about Han Solo. <laughs> oh, I know. It's just a, a metaphor. It's like she's the one who's like, yeah, nah, I'm good out here. And it's Thor having to like be like, no, come on, let's do the right thing. Because... That's something that pisses me off about Guardians of the Galaxy every time I watch it. Gamora is the voice of reason, despite oh, her yeah. being arguably the more the strongest yeah, and the most read in her ledger, for lack of yeah. a better term. Suddenly she's the one going, no, we have to save all the people, just because she's the only woman on the team. Yeah, I hate Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I, I really hate the fact that like everyone is now like green and weird looking and all they're all the, from space i, th- I think and... you mean all of the people of color are green are they dave batista um zoe saldana um, why can't we Mantis just have like well i can't remember her actress's people. name but again another person of color playing an why, alien why is everyone a fucking alien <laughs> all of the people of color are aliens. all of the people of color are aliens what the fuck <laughs> i just want to see like dudes punching nazis <laughs> Taking down Hydra. I just want to watch Captain America. Okay. Anyway, back to Thor. (laughs) Um, Um, So, uh, one of the points that I wanted to raise was that while typically female villains are lecherous and domineering in the face of their sweet and caring heroes, Valkyrie is an alcoholic, traumatized mess. So she's not the bell to, um, or she's not the aerial to Hela's Ursula. Yeah, yeah. she's not the um, Aurora to Maleficent. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's true. And, like... Um, Despite the fact that um, she is dressed in white as we see her in the in the, both the battle scenes, both battle scenes that she's in. She's allowed to be a complete human. She's allowed mm. to be flawed. Mm. Like, it's... I love narratives like this because it shows that your heroes don't necessarily always have to be heroic. Mm-hmm. They can just choose to do what's right in mm. the face of it at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's the choices you make as a person and... That's what defines heroism to me. Not whether you're pure, not whether you're innocent, not whether you're not, blonde, whether, not yeah. whether you're white, not whether you are submissive as opposed yeah. to domineering. Yeah, and absolutely. I like that. Yeah. Because, like, Valkyrie just, like, not take any shit. She doesn't take any shit from Thor, she doesn't take any shit from Hulk, she doesn't take any shit from Grandmaster. Like, she is her own woman, her own agent. And she's not necessarily an agent of chaos the way that Hela and Loki are, Mm. but she is very amoralistic, Mm. at least in the first part of the film. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, but like we were saying before, she does represent a part of colonialism that, um... That could have been overlooked quite easily. Yeah. Taika was just too smart for that. Yeah, he's great. He's good. 
And I loved how much, um, like, New Zealand and Australian um, homages imagery. and stuff. Yeah, the imagery. Oh, and the original flag on the ship escape on that's leading them to, like, retribution. I love it. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's so... And I love how he hired a lot of interns from um, yeah Maori and Indigenous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he just, like, love let it. people hang around the set. Like, let kids hang around the set yeah. just to see how a movie was made. Yeah, bringing some culture to our beautiful Brisbane scene. Exactly. I went to the filming. It yeah. took place in Brisbane. It was so good. Because it was outside the library, wasn't it? It was over near... Um... <laughs> it was uh, in the main city area closer yeah. to the river yep and i just remember it was funny i remember them covering up australia post boxes yeah. by like having like those fake little like florists and like newspaper things that are in new york and all of the fake taxis with the yellow and i'm like they had to and cover up parts a... of our traffic lights yeah. as well because they're different but Loved there it. was a bus in the background after yeah. all of that yeah. in the movie there is a Brisbane bus that you can see so quite funny. clearly in the background. It was so good. I loved it. Um, Everything about Ragnarok is perfect except for the um the things we said about Valkyrie before. Yeah, <laughs> not no, having a name yeah. and oh uh, yeah. And I do place. think that um I know that you didn't see a lot of like redeemability or read into Hello's character a lot. Yep. And I think that's because she is a very one-dimensional villain. Yep. She only serves the purpose contained in this film yep. of being a flaw or being a parallel to what Thor could have been um, if left unchecked. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, yeah, a little bit more work there would make her more compelling. That's you really know. interesting that you say that she's the count, like Thor's antagonist. Absolutely. Like Thor's counterpart because like people would assume that it was Loki because they no. look similar and they have similar oh, agendas. Oh, God, no. And... They're both the former golden children of yep. the con- Conqueror. Um, both of them were literally the wielders of Milnia. Um, and they both, both were cast Thor, out. Well, Thor being violent and angry and everything he was in one, if he hadn't had his character development, mm. he could have easily gone down the hell path. Yeah. If he hadn't stopped and gone, no, okay, the Jotuns are just a people, yeah. my prejudices are unchecked. If he wasn't cast out and, or like, wasn't. Yeah, ironically, his banishment changed him for the better. Hela yeah. just locked her in a stasis. Yeah. Bringing it back to your point. It locked her into, because Thor's banishment sent him to a place where he could humanize and mature. And this is before we even get into my theories, which are linked around, in mythology, he's not a trueborn Asgardian. Oh, isn't he? No, he is um, a child of Odin and the embodiment of Midgard, or mm. Gaia. So he is half, pretty much half, from Earth. Mm. Like, if we want to look at it that way, because she's like a goddess and she is an embodiment of, like, a plane of existence. Mm. And even in the comics, this is a thread too. She's not Frig- He's not Frigga's kid. Um. Yeah, and that they drop all that in the MCU, I think, to make it more straightforward and yeah. to make it very easy to... Have Loki's sad tragic descent into not. I was adopted, so everything sucks. Yeah, you know it's easy one thing to that, that annoyed to me so badly about um about because I am now a hardcore Loki stan. <laughs> can, can we be friends anymore? It's literally know. the two things I told you not to do: love Tony Stark and love Loki. Um, I hate Tony Stark, so you never have to worry about that. But, like, I thought it was so cruel that they didn't even let Loki go to Frigga's funeral. Yeah. But then again, like, I'm not allowing my father to go to my funeral. <laughs> so he yeah. can fuck off and die. Hey, what do you think about the point that Loki indirectly caused Frigga's death? 
He pointed um, the thing to the right. Yeah, place. maybe that's why they didn't allow him to do that. Yeah. Oh, well, they didn't know that, did also, they? Also, Loki doesn't know that she's died until yeah. quite later. Thor yeah. has to go tell him. Yeah, after the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. But I love Loki. Mm. <laughs> I apologize mm. for who I am. I'll deem you worthy later. <laughs> I have exactly two Loki fans I can stand, and but to be fair, I think. Um, well, he does get redeemed. Do you in want this. to know the only Loki fans the trend that they seem to have? What they don't love Loki at the expense of Thor. Yeah, they love Loki and Thor. Yeah, I think they're both good characters. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to go in the Thor is just as shitty and manipulative train. I'm like, no, he he. No. How can you think that Thor is manipulative and shitty? He's like the beacon of goodness. He unconditionally loves that boy, despite the genocide. He loves Loki, despite the fact that Loki has tried to kill him many times in every movie. Yeah, I know. I just want him to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) That's me about Captain America. I just want him to be happy. Um, like he's gonna die okay. and he's never gonna be happy Back to again. Valkyrie and Hela. I um, love this yeah. point you're making about um, Hela's aesthetic and personality. Yeah. I I didn't make the connection really between the campiness of her appearance and her mm. very drag queen-esque. Mm. Well, I actually read that in an article. I didn't make that connection myself. Mm. So, but Hela is camp. She's more of a drag queen villain than Valkyrie who is extremely human. Um, even though she's a Valkyrie and she still has Guardian. Um, so while Hela keeps her calm even in heated situations or fight scenes, Val- uh, Valkyrie drinks to excess and throws an empty bottle at Loki's head. So <laughs> she's fucking amazing and I love Tessa Thompson so goddamn much. Holy fuck, she's the perfect person to play this role. Yeah. That was my exact note. Okay, um, I'm going to bring this back to a thing that I think I wrote on our original base notes for this yep. episode where I'm like, I'm in love with Hela and Valkyrie. Yeah, they yeah. are both very different queer coded yes. women for two very different yes, reasons. Yes, absolutely. And I wanted to link this back to, I know both of the, like, I, it's interesting you say to me that, and I see the perspective that Hela's like this campy drag queen-esque villain, but you know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of those middle school emotionally stunted queer girls who are in their evanescence goth phase. And like... Readers, that's me. Yeah, yeah, I can see you pointing. And, and I'm like, she reminds me of that. Like, I know that girl who's out there like, well... I hate everyone equally, so, like, that edgelord oh, quote, me. you know, so, I'm not racist or homophobic, I hate everyone equally, like, yeah, except those... I was homophobic, yeah, ironic, um, and then, like, yeah, so, like, the fucking extreme black makeup, the goth look, the, and there's, Emo. okay, you can't tell me in the queer community, you can't name, like, five people off the top of your head who look like that, they have that, oh god, yeah, the, the I want a goth, G, big titty goth GF, like me, I had a big off. titty goth GF, <laughs> she was great, I miss her, <laughs> but, see, like, she has a look to me that isn't necessarily, like, gay men drag camp yes. But is like very like goth yeah. sapphic. Yeah, yeah. And so um, she's like the sapphic um, drag queen kind of thing. Yeah, weirdly. Like that hyper performing femininity, but in a way that it becomes scary to men. Mm. It's like a keep away. Like that whole make your uh, wing, wing liner liner sharp enough to slit a man's man, throat, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like performative femininity. Like. Yeah, and I think it co- um, co- copes in as well with that whole. Because she wasn't taught anything but to be a weapon, 
Um, I think she's very emotionally stunted. Her logical pathways go like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm good at, which mm. is killing everyone and mm. saving Asgard. Absolutely. Like, from her perspective, that is the thing. Mm. Um, it's like kind of like the cool calm that you say she exhibits and where Valkyrie is is a mess. Is I think it's like a more bravado or absolutely yeah. like... Like she is chaos. Swagger. Like she's yeah. just kind of like controlled chaos. Like she, she has... Yeah, Loki is uncontrolled chaos often, and she is same energy, but playing it off like it's all going mm. according to plan. Mm. Um, Val and Hela are two very different characters, um, and yes, they're in opposition in the plot, but we don't really have to play them off each other as one being a better queer rep than the other. Yeah, I think that, yes, one is heroic and one is villainous, but so are everyday people, and gay people are not automatically yeah. exempt from this. and it's very important to have both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, you can definitely play, um, portray queer people as villainous or mm. villains as queer but, but then it, yeah. in this movie there's the counterpoint to that with you have loki as queer yeah. and um you have valkyrie we're gonna unpack queer. loki in a second oh we, yes i got a lot to add here too good. i was thinking about comic wise and some of the good quotes from there good, yeah hey shout out everyone even odin shittiest parent in the known nine realms can identify that loki's gender fluid in, like, a literal comic panel which goes, ah, my child, Loki, who is not one nor the other. Like, if Odin can get pronouns and IDs right, your parents have no excuse. <laughs> so, trust me, there is hope out there for everyone. Yeah, is, we got this. <laughs> Come and join our circle of quiz. Come and join our queer family. Yeah, um, what was I thinking as well? Um, I get that Reppin Media is our focus of this episode, but it's kind of exhausting feeling like um, a paragon or only, like, being able to love characters that serve a greater moral good. Like, I think it's just really interesting if we unpack aspects of their personalities instead of just going, okay, good rep of queer, bad rep of queer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and especially because it's more nuanced than that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add about um, Valkyrie? No, I'm good. She's awesome. I love her. And I'm so excited she's in Endgame. She like, is in Endgame. Confirmed. I was like, where is my wife? When I oh, watched she all there. Of that first movie. She's there. I can't wait until she teams up with um, all right. Okoye and Black <gasps> Widow and oh Carol and just like the kills the squad. shit out of Thanos. <laughs> the Sapphic Squad. <laughs> the Sapphic Squad. <laughs> A much better version of the Suicide Squad. Oh my god! Yes! As long as nobody does that shitty trope at the end. Yikes. Okay, let's let's talk about Hella now. Did you want to go first? Yeah, okay. We kind of like fusion them all together. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, actually, you start with Hella because okay. I know you've got some strong feelings. Yeah, so um, my, my initial problem with Hella and why I couldn't really, you know, get yeah. gay for her was um, that I don't uh really like Kate Blanchett that much because she has a history of playing queer characters and has defended straight people playing queer roles and mm. I think that that is just taking away queer roles from queer people. Yeah. And so because she's been so vocal about that and I've spoken up about that in the past and that's something that um I've spoken up about a lot in I've kind of stopped saying it so much because it feels like I'm just sitting in an echo chamber. Yeah. But I still very much feel that queer roles should be given to queer people. Like, don't get me wrong, 
I would rather live in the universe where like straight people like Kate Blanchett are playing queer characters than Hollywood goes, well, we're not going to have queer characters at all. Yeah. And that's hard. Like, yeah. that's, I think we're getting to the point where that's not an excuse anymore yeah. because there are so many talented queer actors out yeah, there who absolutely. are very open about it. Um, I think, again, that's a Hollywood issue. Yeah, absolutely. That is, studios are not willing to gamble on mm. people they know that don't have recognition. And, yeah, it's pretty shit that Kate Blanchett's defending this. Like, she, instead she should be using her privilege to pave the way for progress. Mm-hmm. And should be like, you know... I don't know. It's so... Yeah, I mean, like, the fact that she loves queer people so much enough to play them yeah. means that she should be standing up for queer people. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of her audience, as she grew up through moviedom, I think she's always had a good resonance with, like, cis gay dudes, mm-hmm. but, like, that's pretty much her scope. That's the same way that, like, Kylie Minogue became a gay icon because all the cis gay guys loved her music and her sound. So then cis gay men became the only point of reference for what was okay to these actresses and musicians and it's also like like the male point of view whether it's gay or straight has um has like always been the default Mm. and it's like that's not the same shit anymore like Mm. how many people turned up to watch carol danvers kick some ass like Mm. how many it broke a billion i think yeah and did Black Panther? Because I know that it broke four hundred million on its like opening. Oh yeah, I don't weekend. think Black Panther quite got there. And that's again, which I talked about earlier, with a a big roll of my eyes, the China market. Like they yeah. don't want stories about yeah, about yeah. Black. People. And I was very surprised that Captain Marvel hit it because I thought they wouldn't be as keen for yeah. Because Wonder Woman showed that. It did extremely well domestically in the US, mm. but slowed in China. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe but it just wasn't a ironically, good movie. <laughs> well, no, ironically, maybe that's tied towards the fact that Gal Gadot is a, like... Zionist? No, is a um, Israeli woman. Yeah. Not she's American. A woman not a pretty white blonde lady. Yeah. Who's palatable to Chinese markets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Did I say not a woman of colour? She is a woman of colour. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't think China like knows anything about the zionism and all that no, that would impact their markets so. i don't think least. a lot of people know about that well they've got sense of internet are, so people who are extremely online yeah, like myself mm-hmm. um so some people have cited hella as marvel's first queer character but like loki loki was there from the beginning okay but like not to give the mcu credit it doesn't deserve there are no queer characters in the mcu yet yeah. None at all. Yeah. There's only subtext in reading. Exactly. And um, as far as comics, Loki's definitely not first. Um, God, I don't even know offhand who the first. Probably in the 90s X-Men run, there would have okay. been some character that uh, came Iceman? Out. No, that was later. He's oh, okay. That's more modern. Um, that's that's another fun one Kitty as well. Pride? Iceman in um, the modern comic run, there's two alternate universe versions of himself that meet, and one of them is bi and one of them is straight. <laughs> So that's a fun conversation for the two Icemen, and they that's have that, funny. which is interesting. Comics, man, meet your alternative self and not have the time-space continuum fold in on you, like <laughs> House of Cards. Um, Kitty Pride, no, I think it would have been some really, like... Obscure. Obscure, not yeah. super popular. It would have been, like, a side member of an X-Men team. Mm. But, like, 
X Men, I think, has always been the most progressive of all of Marvel's comic lines because I mean, they were always an allegory for LGBT yeah, people. exactly. Even when it wasn't about being LGBT, it was like we have powers, we have to hide away, we're trying not to get like registered and hunted down by. Did our you government. say LBGT? LGBT. LGBT. It just sounded like you were saying LBGT, and I, I was like, "That's awesome." Rush. Sorry, I might have been in a rush. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I'm I, sorry to just, just every time I go to an education conference and they're like GLBT, I'm oh, like, that's wrong. I lose five years of my life yeah, every time I've some heard it so many. cis white gay dude says GLBT. GLBT just sounds like a toasted sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the GLBT. I'll have the Gregorovna and the Gregorovna. What is that? And the lettuce and the, the grated cheese. The grated cheese, <laughs> and I'll have the lettuce and the bacon and the tomato. That's so good. Um, and what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> I was getting about worked up about something in Marvel comics. Oh yeah. Um. Yes. I think. Yeah. It's. I don't want to give them credit for Loki as well because this in the MCU. It's literally the most defanged version yeah, of Loki absolutely. we've seen. Yeah. There is very little clearness a, to read except yeah. for the one interaction between the Grandmaster yeah. and him. Like, not to play problematic fave here, but I'm sorry, like Loki fangirls, you've been reading into it too much. <laughs> You're using your own kind of like thirst for Loki Me. and then inserting <laughs> him into scenarios he doesn't actually get into me <laughs> i'm now a loki fangirl well I, was, yeah. I wasn't into him before hey, because it's like have i told you how i should have realized i was gay much sooner yes but i've forgotten i've always fucking hated loki right well not hated okay retraction like i get it cool like motive, even in the comics cool motive still murder comic loki is an arsehole in 80 yeah. percent of comic runs so again you and like, like him. is real old and creepy. Yeah. Um, but okay, except for Agent of Asgard, where they made him hot and young because MCU popularity. Anyway, I have a lot of opinions about the MCU popularity influencing the direction of the comic books and how it should be the other way around. It should oh be God. the comics with the better source material okay, influencing so the movies. Keep going on with your story because I have another story. Okay. To share. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I should have realized I was gay much sooner because I'm like, ugh, Loki, gross, ugh, ugh. And then, like, as soon as I saw Lady Loki in a comic panel once, I'm I like, was like oh, step on me. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'm like, oh, fuck it, the gender fluid character. I'm like, only when they're, they're well, a woman. Well, that was me. I was Only when like... they're a woman, I'm like, yeah. Well, that was me. I didn't find Loki attractive until I realized he was, like, until you pointed out that he's bisexual and genderqueer. Gender fluid, and I was just like, hot for Loki. <laughs> like, snap. But only in such small pockets. So, like, just to put numbers out there, I don't know exactly. Say there are 800 runs where Loki appears as a character. So, runs meaning series of comic books, yeah? Hmm. It's probably like 10 of them where anything clear is mentioned. Okay. Only 10. Yeah. And that's like, it could be like a 13 comic book story arc. Yeah. But, like, 800 arcs of cross all time of like like any time Th- Loki is mentioned in a Thor comic or any other Avengers yeah. comic only 10 any nods to queerness and they're all probably post 2000s yeah yeah all post 2000s yeah none of nothing earlier yeah that's fair yeah um, I can totally understand your reluctance to like accept 
maybe like opposition Loki in a, like... in the MCU in particular. Yeah, comics absolutely Loki's queer, but like we need to stop making it easier to give these companies credit. Yeah, when they really don't deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not gonna give them any credit until I actually see a proper queer like, yeah. person in the MCU who is absolutely Steve Rogers, <laughs> <laughs> the bisexual that we all Can deserve. Can they just go get married? <laughs> Can they just go farm? get married and live on a fa- live on Clint's farm? <laughs> Can they just be happy for one goddamn minute? <laughs> no, they cannot. No. no, just Steve painting some picturesque landscapes in the morning. Drawing. You know. <laughs> Bucky's sitting on a like in like on a fucking fire escape in their New York apartment eating cat food and hissing at people as they pass by. No. Why is Bucky framed as the mess? I know he's been brainwashed in Winter Soldier. They're both it, a mess. It was always Steve as like when they were fucking teenagers who's like, I'm gonna go fight everything and Bucky's I'm gonna like, fight can, this. Can we just go Steve. to the science fair? <laughs> <laughs> I got some girls. Come on, Steve, let's just have a nice date, let's man. Go to the and Steve's like, I will sign up for the army. <laughs> Steve, no! Yes. No, sorry. Again. Talking about Fuck. Hella. This is what happens when I talk about Marvel, okay? This we will you absolutely... You do a podcast with me about Steve. We're doing one now. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm not sold on the... I don't know, because we just talked about it, but at first I wasn't sold on the idea of Hella being queer. Yeah. Um, because she does represent the white heteronormative suppress- supremacy that Thor, Bruce, and especially Loki and Valkyrie are fighting against. Mm-hmm. But I think you can, now I've changed my mind, and I think you can do both an yeah. anti-colonialist and well, um, a queer theory like, reading of her. Gays for Trump exists. Ugh. Like, gays for Clive Palmer probably oh, exists. God. Like, I'm not saying that because she's an evil but character. But I ain't spending like she, any time on it. Yeah, like, and even then, like I said, I think a lot of her opinions and motives are informed by Odin's. Yeah. Like, I think that, again, that desperation for parental pr- approval. And I like the big allegory of a big, big dark secret that needs to be mm. closeted for a thousand years. The yeah, family, absolutely. Like, narrative to, like, people coming out and their families aren't accepting, so suddenly yeah. they don't exist. Yeah. They've rewritten out their family's history. Yeah. They are never mentioned at birthdays. They're never invited. And they just literally have to rebuild themselves from the ground up. Hella didn't have the emotional tools to do that. Yep. So... She became a villain. She didn't have family around her. To she was really isolated. She was locked in a pocket yeah. dimension. She couldn't have exactly. any friends in there. Exactly. And it's interesting because so she it, wasn't um, able to overcome the the problems that she had. Like and Hela's um, origin in mythology is different. She's a child of Loki. Yeah. Like which we talked about being a very different dynamic for the family. Um, she's a child of Loki, and she is half corpse, half yeah, like a seer. So she looks, like, I think the, the, the story goes, like, they see her from one side and she turns her face and, like, I think it's even Frigga is, like, the mm. one who's, like, ew, gross. So, kind of, like, the parallel there, I think, ties to the, the Greek myth of um, Hephaestus being the yep. ugly, misshapen god cast down from the mountain. Yeah. Hela is cast away, or not cast away, she's sent from Asgard to go serve as the guardian of the dead as a child. Is this like, Norse mythology or the... Norse mythology. Okay. As a child onwards, because she doesn't look like the other Asiya. She mm. isn't acceptable to the other Asiya. Asiya. Yeah. And it's a really big, like, oh, you're gay? Let's send you away from the family home. Mm. Like, you can't be here. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. As it stands, though, I don't have any sympathy for Hella. That's valid. (laughs) Like, um... She's she's very one-note in the movie. She literally exists as a foil. And I I don't think she should have Like, not liking Kate Blanchett helped. Yeah, and I don't think that Hella should get a redemption arc. No, absolutely no. I have my own little pocket universe where everything is written differently. Yeah. Like, not that the circumstances is in now. No way should she be redeemed. Mm. Yeah. But in... I think she's coming back in Endgame, isn't she? I don't think so. She's kind of dead. Serta killed oh. Asgard. And unless they do... Um, well, no one's really dead in the MCU. Unless they do something clever with like her dying, I say with quotation marks, finally fulfills her to her prophecy of being the goddess of the dead. Where she ferries people to Helheim. Oh, shit! Maybe... Ooh, all our dusted folks... <laughs> I've blown your mind. My mind, dear readers. Oh my god! Is blown. This would remind me. There was an episode of um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which was like the best cartoon they ever got for the Avengers, where Steve ends up in Helheim and he's there, and all his Howling Commandos are like manifesting around him, and he meets Hela. And I'm like, please, can we do this? <laughs> can she be there? Can we have the, the... That's the only reason she should ever get a character arc. The is to bring dimension. Bucky back. And I always wanted... Um, God, if I was writing a story about this, I would have a scene where Odin's died, right? Hela dies and she becomes this fairy guardian for the yeah. souls to Helheim. So it's kind of like she's trapped there and that's her role now. She has to live with that. She can't kill and conquer anymore. She's got to come to peace with that. Um, I always wanted that final confrontation between her and Odin because he mm. pieces out before mm. she's back. They, mm. She never gets that resolution between that mm. turmoil relationship with her father. So imagine if, like, she manifests, like, right in fucking, I don't know, Valhalla where Odin's piecing. Well, no, because Odin didn't die in battle. And that's another thing. Is he going to go to Valhalla or is he just... Is he stuck in Helheim? Yeah. I'm like, this is interesting because in Norse mythology... Odin is, like, the person who greets you when you get to Valhalla. He's on the throne, mm. and all the Valkyries are there partying with him. Mm. And, like, all the soldiers who died. The Valkyries bring the, the souls of the departed to Valhalla, whereas yeah. those who are not worthy go down to Helheim. Okay. With Hela, this small half-corpse child. Yeah, okay. That's in- the, really All the rejected, all of those who died in weaker ways, all mm. of those who were deemed outcasts and mm. defectives of Asgard. Yeah, um, again, I'm going too far down the mythology spiral. We have done another 45 minutes. Fuck, okay, let's keep going. We've got okay, let's characters. keep going. We need to talk about Loki. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about Loki? You start. Okay, uh, let's have a look. Where is it? Okay, so Loki is a villain in the first movie and in Avengers, so there is still the problem of villainizing queer people mm-hmm. or queering villains. Uh, the classic example that was used a lot in the articles I've read was the Little Mermaid's Ursula, which we touched on before, yeah. who was modelled off the drag queen in John Waters' muse Divine. Mm-hmm. Unlike other villains, Loki gets a redemption arc in the second and third Thor films and a hint at queerness in his relationship with the Grandmaster. So most villains are killed off at the end of the film and queer people are usually killed off, good or bad. Um, and I always make the same joke about how I know a character is gay because Loki, they're dead. Loki was originally meant to die in Dark World mm. permanently, mm. but Bet popularity with didn't. the fans. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to have a Thor movie about Thor for once, yeah. but, which we finally got in Ragnarok a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I can see that. That's absolutely a problem and an issue. Again, 
he's not queer in the MCU yet. Yeah. Um, except for the one little like thing we can interpret between him and the Grandmaster. Yeah. Um, but absolutely, I think it would be a blow for a lot of people who do empathize and like like identify see themselves or bisexual. Yeah, or see or... themselves a lot in Loki or love Loki from the comics and yeah. therefore like they're with him till the end. Yeah. In the, in the movie line. That's absolutely valid. I don't want to see him dead. As much yeah. as I, like, gripe about, like, the movie not being about my boy, like, if I didn't appreciate how much Thor loved Loki, like, I wouldn't be a good Thor fan. Mm, exactly. And, like, how important Loki being alive is to Thor's mental health and stability. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> the fact he's not now. Yeah. Thor is like, well, guess I'll die then. He's just running around going, well, oh, well, I'm going to go to Valhalla and be with my family, who are all dead. <laughs> Thor... Baby. <laughs> Sorry. It's very emotional time for us. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, uh, continuing on. So Loki is effeminate while Thor, his adversary in the first Thor and Avengers films, is the typical muscle man with Fabio-length hair and rippling muscles. It's a typical depiction of queer-coded villains and straight-coded heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, at least as what was portrayed like around the Hayes Code era and that kind of thing. No, exactly. But as I've said before, I think it's interesting um, if we break them down to like the stereotypes that they appear as. Yes. But there are obviously depths to like Thor, like you were saying before, has like t- n- complexity, in- complexity, in like his not, emotions, and I'm, I'm going to say in quotes whereas, feminine traits. Whereas Thor, but... um, I mean, sorry. Whereas Loki. Loki only has two emotions in most he of his movies. He is crying throughout most okay. of those movies. No, he's not. He's furious. There's a difference between, like... You can cry and be angry at the same time. You can be sad and angry. Yeah, but the main emotion... So when he's yelling at Odin in the vault, the yep. main emotion there is outrage and, yep. like, screaming. And, yeah. like, yes, he's crying because he's sad about it at the same time, but the dominant emotion is the anger. Mm. And, like, when he's in Avengers, the dominant emotion is the anger. When he's in... Dark World, again, he's going through his edgelord phase, but it's still anger. Misdirected anger, barbs flying everywhere. He embodies the most... Like, I would argue he embodies the straight dude's emotional range in most action films. That's true. He doesn't have those moments of joy or reprieve. Mm. He doesn't have those moments... He is in touch with, like, when he's upset, but instead of it manifesting in a healthy way, which is having a bit of a cry with Heimdall on the Bifrost, like Thor does all the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> instead, Loki's just like, and attacks everything around he him. He's a cat, isn't he? Yeah, he's just like, fuck everyone, because I'm sad, which is a hands, very toxic, straight dude. Knife hands. <laughs> Blah, I understand. Blah. I would Wait. argue, yeah, that's a weird contrast between yeah. them. Loki looks like the innocent flower, but is the snake underneath. Thor mm. looks like he's a big, massive, like... No, man. I would argue that um, Loki does not look like the innocent flower. He's, like, he's typically, like, he's evil. Like, you look at him and he's evil. He's like, ah, yes. Yes, ah, yes, that is the one. Ah, yes. Sallow skin, black hair. Um, greasy hair. Greasy. And greasy long hair and, uh... And uh, green and black costume. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's interesting. Um, so we were saying that Loki is Jennifer. Uh, and the fun fact Did you know that Tom Hiddleston originally um, auditioned for the role of Thor? <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. There's test footage of him with like his curly blonde hair <laughs> and trying to be buff, and then he stands <laughs> next to Chris Hemsworth, and you're like, <laughs> 
I don't care about like the actors. I like I, I don't care. But about can the you actors. imagine that but, um, universe? Yeah, where no, that's Loki hilarious. Loki playing Thor, and we don't know who the fuck is playing Loki. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, Chris yeah. Hemsworth playing Loki. <laughs> I'm but a sad boy who can only do magic. So he's built like a brick <laughs> Knife, knife, knife. He's built dagger. like a brick <laughs> Oh no. Oh, okay. Oh no, I was going to say before, I watched this video, this disgusting video, it was awful, oh, no. of Tom Hiddleston like cooking eggs and talking to the camera and he's like, you were just asleep and I don't, I didn't even know what he says. It was grossed me out. Like if anyone knows what this video is, like hit me up because it's just like disgusting. No. It's just like the worst thing I've ever seen. It's like him completely pandering to the camera and it's like, you. you've had a long week and I have to fly out today, but... Um, I'll see you tonight and it's just like he's literally cooking eggs and it's like so Tom it's really Hiddleston, domestic even Tom if I Hiddleston, wanted eggs yeah. I would not take them from you <laughs> so weird to me you're so hot for Loki and I don't like Tom like I like Tom Hiddleston he's okay he's just he's okay. a bland British he's dude. just exactly he has no lips so <laughs> but still slightly more than Benedict Cumberbatch who is a different can of okay I'm gonna vomit um, okay um, I like when we're talking about here Okay, Loki being gender fluid and queer in the comics is very much straight washed and like yep. like I've kind of phrased it defanged or dequeer. Yeah, yeah. And the only character in the franchise who actually even uses his own fucking magic to shapeshift someone into a different gender for a joke. Mm. I know this is very blink and you miss it, but I've watched these movies obsessively. <laughs> when they're escaping in Dark World and Loki transforms Thor into Sif to like yep. make any insinuation that like like, he makes a lecherous comment about how she looks or something like that. And not only that, but it's, like, implying that um, would be easy to get away or maybe this is more suitable. And Thor is, like, you think this... Like, Thor is the good guy in this situation who's, like, you think me hitting you in this form would hurt any less because he knows and loves his, like, be- like lady friend. She's so good. I love I Sif. Love Sif. She's underutilised poorly in these movies. And, and again, um, has strong sapphic energies. Yeah, she's great. And I saw that glance between her and Jane and I was like, yep. Yeah, absolutely. They banged. I, okay. I know This that is was, me reading queer that shit. That was Hollywood's, I'm int- um, trying to do that shitty love triangle thing. But oh, I was, yeah, but it's just like, uh, how about trio? How about polyamorous relationship? Why not? If that had been the solution why not to sit, like, um, Thor and Jane and Sif and making the crown and the family happy, I'd mm. absolutely be on board with mm. that. Um, okay, but, okay, yeah. Loki's the only character, like, literally gender fluid character who has magic, and they're then using Loki to turn someone else into a woman for a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. As a joke. Yeah. He even turns into Captain America as a joke. Yeah. And Steve Rogers that whole scene is, is played not for a joke. How yeah. dare you, Loki? That whole scene is played for comedy, not played for anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that sucks. Yeah, that's like, pretty that shitty. Is, that is the writers going, ha 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 ha. Jerking each other off. But, it's like, disgusting. what if changing gender's hilarious? Yeah, I know. It's, like, the same in the third, or not the same, but it's, like, similar in the first movie where, um,. Laufey is like runaway little princess and Thor gets oh, like and I hate that. like oh my god that was so bad badly written dudes should not be allowed to write scripts no they shouldn't lock them away except yeah. Taika Waititi should write every script yeah no it's 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 nuts um 
I don't know. Uh, there was another point I wanted to make a little bit about this, but I can't yep. remember where I put it. Is it the portrait as the Prince of Lies topic? No. Oh, actually, I wanted to talk about again, again about Loki's gender fluidity yep. and Norse mythology a little bit. Um, in Norse mythology, a fun fact is the Jotun, so who Loki's a part of according yep. to the MCU, um, they're often actually intersex. There you go. Yeah, they are, are frequently referred to as um, possessing more than one set of genitals and capable of both bearing and siring children. That is so They are cool. frequently like the mistresses of a, a lot of Asir. Like, What's Asir? You like, mentioned that the, word before. Asgardians. Oh. Yeah, so instead of saying like... Like, the Asir are from the realm of Asgard. The Venia yep. are from the realm of Vanaheim. The Jotun are from the Yo- uh, realm of Jotunheim. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, like, they're... What what's Svartalheim? Svartalheim is the Dark Elves. Is that the, the bad guys in Dark, yeah, in dark World? Yeah. Svartalheim? Yeah. 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 Um, they yes. obviously don't rule that world very well. <laughs> That's a different story. Again, the colonising... Malekith is a much more interesting character in the comics and a few of the, like, animated things, mm. because instead of being just a random, vague entity that Odin is like, no, they're, died. they're dead, um, Malekith is the sole surviving... Okay, let's... No, no, Sorry. no, can I just... No, okay. Again, on the colonialism, Malekith is the sole surviving dark elf and is, um, literally made a tutor to, like, Loki mm. in magic and everything, so he's literally in servitude. To the people who destroyed his entire culture. Whoa. Yeah, so he's much more interesting, and I'm mad about Dark Lord. Yeah. Like they had a good actor playing him, but they like who was it? Um, Chris Eccleston did a really good job. Yes, playing. I yes, think he did a really good, good job, but it was poor scripting choices and poor like direction. Yeah, choices. that movie was bad. Two I Game of Thrones it. directors. Ugh. Ugh. So they did things like no. kill Frigga instead yeah. of actually have a decent, strong, compelling storyline. And story then line. have Jane fall asleep for yeah. half the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Jotuns actually, um, yeah, often referred to as intersex. Mm. And they are, like, in the comic, I mean, not in the comics, in the mythology, um, there are far more, like, far less of these colonial aspects. Yeah. And the the realms kind of all function together. And, like, the Jotuns are frequently, like, wives or mistresses to a lot of um, Asgardians. And this frequent, I think Loki has a couple of children by a frost giantess Thor has a child or two to a frost giantess and then another couple of children with Sif. Is this in the comics or Norse mythology? mythology. In mythology. Yeah. Yeah. It's not unheard of. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Grandmaster is basically king of Garbage Island and abandoned strays. (laughs) Me Me at school. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) He could have had the more typical gay adopted father trope, but instead he embodies the jealous evil vamp more akin to Frankenfurter, oh. who uses a pretty blonde muscle man to do his bidding, even going so far as to be turned on by the people he controls. Oh, fuck, that's amazing. I that's don't know great... if I came up with that myself. Well done. I might have read it. No, somewhere. well done. You've either synthesized it or created it. Both of them are high level skills in the according to the Well, thank God I'm using my English literature degree for some good purpose. <laughs> it's is... really cool. Yeah. Again, he's a villain, but like Heller exists to make Loki less of a villain and more of a victim of circumstance. And I'm like, okay, I don't like the idea of again. Absolving like, Loki yeah, of absolving his sins. Loki, yeah. Like he still knowingly tried to commit genocide on at least two. Yeah, times. absolutely. He's not a. And great I don't guy. see how comparatively to Hela, like he's more of a victim of circumstance. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. After like hearing your thoughts about it, I um, yeah, 
I think Loki is figuring his shit out in this movie. I think he's doing better than he has in previous He's having movies. a good mental health week. Yeah. Um, he's compartmentalizing it. He's figuring out what's important to him. He's growing. And I think I think the, the healthy thing... I love that conversation that Thor and him have in the elevator, mm. which is Thor's like, yep, I'm willing, I'm happy to let you go. You can stay here on garbage land and rule it. Like, it's a good place for you. And Loki's like, but... What will I do without you constantly trying to swoop in yeah, and defeat me or save me? He or... doesn't know who he is without Thor. As much as he resents that connection and hates Thor, at the end of the day when and Thor went, all right, go on without me, he's like, but wait. I don't think he knows how to be a real person without someone to wage against. Not even rage against, someone to rage against or someone who is that unconditional safety net. Loki so far has known no matter how much he's fucked up, Thor is pretty much always... Yeah. always bailed them out Yeah, I think Dark World's the closest they got to having a complete split which was Thor was like no fuck you Yeah, like he was pretty badly written in that movie he was very aggressive towards Loki and I'm like mm. yeah that's not Thor mm. yeah um well, I, like, he's a lot still, of like grabbing still... by the throat yeah. a lot of things that Thor wasn't really doing at that yeah. point except to like I love that, that quote where they're like, he did she wouldn't stuff. want us to fight. Well, she wouldn't exactly be surprised. Yeah, that's good. The only two characters who Thor has grabbed by the throat, I think, who are not extremely bad guys are Loki and Tony. <laughs> when does he grab Tony by the throat? In, in Age of Ultron. Oh, I didn't watch that. He's like, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> it's what Tony deserves. Mm. It's valid, that's for sure. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, I completely agree with you about how, like, if Loki is a victim of circumstance, then Hela is as well. But They're all I puppets think, like, of a unloving, yeah. cold, patriarchal yeah. father. And they, while Loki has grown somewhat, like, he's not continually trying to kill Thor, <laughs> but, like, he does try a little bit. Brings the fucking Tesseract with them. That's what fucks up Asgard and is straight away. Loki, no! Stupid asshole. Stupid asshole, indeed. And then dies immediately. He's like, he doesn't Odin. He's like, oh, I caused the problem. Out. Peace out. I'm gone. Bye. Here's some pain on your way out, Thor. God. Um. Yeah, so we're talking about the Grandmaster. Oh, yeah, so he's effeminate and exists outside of heteronormative and gender-normative ideals. Yeah, so eclectic. But I don't like him. Neither. No. I don't like him. I don't like Jeff Goldblum. I watched a couple see, of okay. his um his interviews and he was just all over the place. And like, I like it Jeff was just Goldblum. weird. He's a mess. He has more unbridled chaotic energy than Loki does. <laughs> Maybe we need to exist in the universe where Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum plays Loki. I think so. I think that's then the world Then he would be more openly to... queer in the MCU. <laughs> I think that's valid. He's that's just got so much. Yeah. It was interesting because like you said... They existed to let Loki be a little more meh, flatline. Yeah. And they did that because they were so intense. Yeah. Um, and I think Jeff Goldblum was a really good, um, like, Pick. person, yeah, to play in that role. Absolutely. Um, We've talked about how they're absolutely banging. Um, they are. And but again, I haven't talked about how I'm very disapproving of that. I know, yeah. It's like a very Sugar Daddy-esque relationship. It is, but, like, Loki is... Low key terrified of him. Yeah, absolutely. The melting stick trapped on a planet. Yeah. 
Loki's full intention of this seduction is to get the fuck out of here by stealing access codes and knowing where the orgy ship is. Exactly. He knew that before that was the action plan for Thor. Exactly. And uh, he was ready to just bail. Yeah, he was ready to bail or seduce and overthrow. Like, the, the classic tactic of I stab you in your sleep after... That would be mine. That would be my <laughs> tactic if I had to marry a man. Well, not even marry. Just like, hello, you're asleep. We just banged. Here's a knife in your throat. I'm the ruler now. What a classic. I love Loki. <laughs> but he didn't do that. He didn't. Because he's a coward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Loki, you dumb asshole. <laughs> he's doing his best. Um, I can't believe now I'm the one who like, he's doing it. No. We switched around. No, it's okay. Um, so they like were obviously like subtextually in some sort of relationship, whether it was like sexual or romantic. Mm, probably um, more of the first. Probably more of the it's first. It's hard to be romantic when you're terrified. In servitude and a bit terrified. <laughs> so the way I see the Grandmaster and Loki relationship is that Loki's doing anything he can to survive, mm-hmm. including sleeping with the Grandmaster. Yeah. There is obviously a really unbalanced power dynamic between them. When he tries to escape the box instead of watching Thor fight for his life, the Grandmaster keeps him there and yeah. Loki seems scared of him and powerless against him. Yeah. So that's why I can't... He's out of it. his depth in his comfort zone. Exactly. And, um, like, he, without Thor, he doesn't have that safety net. So he's not just, like, yeah. Odin, who he can speak oh, exactly. back to. Yeah. And without Thor there, he's not, like, he doesn't have Thor's power You're to exactly back exactly right, because we can only imagine what the week was like before Thor got there. Two weeks. Yeah, the two it weeks. Was two weeks. Yeah, and the fact... And in that moment, I let go. <laughs> you did not fucking... Anyway, <laughs> um, when he's like, oh, you threw me into an abyss in Avengers, and I'm like, you let go of the fucking stick, you dingbat. Don't revisionist... Sweden doesn't know Don't revisionist right. history this shit, Loki. Oh, that's true. He probably would have done that anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to accuse them of being... Throwing him out. Yeah. There's a lot of revisionist history around Loki and around Asgard. Asgard. It's just an Asgard. They're a fucking soap opera. I told you this. It's why I love them. They're so dysfunctional and remind me that if they can be cool and have godly powers and be great and amazing, I can too. You are a superhuman, so you are a superhero. Shit, they're on to me. I gotta go back to Asgard now. Peace. (laughs) So yeah, um, it's just gonna say my last point is that. They're equally as horrible as each other, but because of the power play between them, I can't, um, in which Loki comes out as losing, blustering, awkward, and scared, I can't ship them. No, that's fair. Um, No, exactly. I think on a hierarchy of ships, it is above Thorki, but, like, not by much. (laughs) Not by much. (laughs) And, like, Loki's so selfish. That's the problem. I don't... I don't think there's anyone in the MCU I can even ship Loki with yet. Because no. he's so He's chaotic. a child. He's like a porcupine. No one can get close to him without being stabbed. Like, how the fuck can he have a healthy love interest? <laughs> and, like, um, my hope for Loki there is that, again, I always love the mythology. The mythological OTP is that, like... He's off, like, doing his thing around the realm, sorrowing lots of kids, but also has this beautiful wife at Asgard. Who is his um, wife? Sigyn, who is the goddess of devotion and loyalty. Aww. And she's, like, the only person who... The myth is that when Loki finally gets punished for all of his bad shit and locked up to, I think, the world's tree, and there's a snake that sits there and just drips venom into his eyes. That's his punishment for all of eternity. 
And so she goes to him and, like, like she doesn't have to. She's not the one being punished for the shit. Mm. But because she loves him, she goes, she has the big bowl and, like, catches everything. And, like, it's only every so often that, like, she has to empty it. And then Loki gets some shit in his eyes and is, like, upset Aww. and screaming. She's like, oh, no. Um, yeah, and that's just... If you're trying to endear me to Loki even more, it is working. Should endear you to Sigyn. You're taking the wrong takeaway from this. That's true. Um, but even then, like, I just... If Loki can get a little bit stable or otherwise find someone who is okay with that lack of instability... That's when I will be able to ship Loki with someone. Yeah, that's fair. Do we have any other points we want to go over? God, I just... Let's just queerify everything. Like, fuck our limitations on Earth and applying it to... Like, I, I, I don't want to hear that Thor is straight, because yes, he's the easiest for dudes to project on, but he's amazing, and... I mean, like, I don't consider Captain America to be straight, so, like, yeah. why would I consider... Why would you... Yeah, yeah and they're pretty that's... much, like, the same archetype. Arguably, yeah, yeah, yeah. About courage and bravery being from within and your worth. And rebelling and... and yeah, um, and rebelling in a weird way where people constantly forget that you actually rebel and don't just conform to your system of government. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. um, but thanks for having me, and I'm glad this yeah. spiraled out of control this into, like, for like, two, two hours. hours. Or, like, two and a half hours. Two-parter. It is a two-parter. Okay, sure. um, do you have anything that you'd like to promote? Oh, fuck um i'm gonna be on a actually i've got an episode airing on a different yeah podcast in yep. about a month which or i don't know when this it'll, will come out it'll be like around the same time oh probably, cool yeah. yeah so um early may is when the episode will come out and that's on a show called general queries yep which is beautiful they're a brisbane-based um they telling are, just yes. stories stories of about people queer people yeah. um and i'm on there talking about being queer in education yep like perspective as a student 10 years ago versus a teacher now it's it very deep um <laughs> other nonsense might be uh the uq sci-fi fantasy society is full of a bunch of gay nerds if you want to have these kinds of conversations for hours um i want to also god it's probably it actually yeah that's fine. Yeah. awesome well that's it for our show thank you so much for being on it and talking Anytime. to me about this thank you for spending some of this lovely saturday of my school holidays oh with it's me. so good i missed you i missed you too <laughs> No okay, homo. listeners, you can <laughs> full, no homo. Homo. full homo. <laughs> uh, listeners, you can find me at Queer as Media on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. I can't wait to see the beautiful graphic you made for this. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be the same. It's gonna be... have the full Revengers squad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I'll like paste them together really badly. Yeah, love it. You'll see it. It'll be out in the first one. So this has been a two-parter episode because we talked for like literally two and a half hours. Because I am insane. Because we both equally crazy about Thor and the Marvel Universe. Well. (laughs) Alright. Love you, pal. Take care.